Witches have appeared in various forms throughout time, from evil, wart-nosed women huddling over a roaring fire, boiling demonic curses into a black cauldron, to hag-faced, cackling creatures soaring on brooms across the night sky with pointed hats and black cats as their sinister companions. In pop culture, the witch has been represented as a warm-hearted, nose-twitching suburban housewife. And let's remember the awkward teenager learning to control her magical powers, and the charmed sisters fighting evil, or the misfit high school friends taking in the power. Sadly, the real women and men in history were none of these depictions, but rather they were simply natural healers who employed traditional methods of healing the sick with remedies of herbs, oils, prayers, and assisted women in childbirth when doctors were not around. For these plain folk, the history of witches is dark and deadly. Dear listener, this episode contains sensitive history. Please listen at your discretion. Welcome, dearie, to the Poison Devils podcast with your All Hallows host, Tracy Walsh. <laughs> Let the trick or treating begin! <laughs> Welcome, spooky one. I am your host, Tracy, and together we can keep the spirit of Halloween alive all year long by exploring history, myth, legend, and modern-day October vibes and splendors. This is episode number six, History of the Witch, part one. Witch hysteria rampaged Europe in the mid-1400s. Many who were accused of being witches often confessed to crimes they did not commit due to the exorbitant torture they suffered. Within a century, witch hunts became commonplace, and most of the accused were executed by being hanged or burned at the stake, most often while still alive and aware. Single women, widows, and other women on the outer edges of societal acceptance were especially targeted and victimized. Between the years 1500 and 1660, up to 80,000 implicated witches were put to death in Europe. An astonishing 80% of them were women thought to be in league with the devil and of being his lewd concubines. Germany had the highest witchcraft execution rate. In 1486, the publication Malleus Maleficorum was written by Catholic clergyman Heinrich Kramer. The Malleus spurred witch mania to go viral. The Malleus Maleficorum, which means the Hammer of Witches, was essentially a guidebook on how to torture, to effectively obtain confessions, and the death penalty as the only certain remedy against the evils of witchcraft. In time, witch hysteria began to decline in Europe. Unfortunately, it picked up in the New World due to being colonized by Puritan Englishmen immigrants. The New World was anguishing from wars between the French and British, the smallpox epidemic, and the ongoing fear of attacks from Native American tribes. To say the least, life was tense and everyone was looking for scapegoats to unload their pressures on. 
Enter the infamous witch trials of Salem, Massachusetts, 1692. The Salem witch trials initiated when 9-year-old Elizabeth Paris and 11-year-old Abigail Williams were both afflicted with fits, body contortions, and uncontrollable screaming. Historians and scientists today believe the girls were poisoned by a fungus that caused spasms and delusions. As more young women began to exhibit these same symptoms, mass hysteria struck. Three women were accused of witchcraft, inflicting these terrors on the girls. Sarah Good, Sarah Osborne, and Tituba, a South American woman enslaved by nine-year-old Elizabeth Parrish's father, Samuel Parrish. Tituba was the first person to confess practicing witchcraft in Salem Village in March 1692. Through her tales of consorting with the devil and supernatural possessions, some Salem Village residents believed that Satan was among them. Tituba, Sarah Good, and Sarah Osborne were sent to jail in Boston to wait trial and punishment on March 7, 1692. Tituba remained in jail for 13 months because her quote-quote owner, Samuel Paris, refused to pay her jail fees. In April 1693, Tituba was sold for the price of her jail fees and she disappeared into history. It had been confirmed that Paris had beaten Tituba to get a witchcraft confession from her, which he then coached her on what to say and how to say it when she was first questioned. Sarah Osborne died in jail on May 29, 1692, just a couple of months after arriving at the Boston jail in March. Sarah was believed to be 49 years of age. She had three children. On June 10, 1692, Bridget Bishop was executed after being examined for witchcraft on April 19, 1692. Bridget became the first witch to be executed during the Salem Witch Trials. Bridget was 60 years of age. She had four children. Sarah Good was executed on July 19, 1692. She was 39 years old and had two children. Sarah gave birth to her third child while in jail. Her baby died soon after birth. Sarah's youngest daughter, four-and-a-half-year-old Dorothy Good, was the youngest known victim of the Salem Witch Trials. Wee Dorothy was jailed and tortured for eight months. She was five years old when released to her father. The experience broke the little girl so horrifically that she was permanently incapacitated with health and mental damages. Dorothy died after 1710, somewhere in her mid to late 20s. Ultimately, around 150 people were accused of witchcraft in Salem. 20 were executed, with six of them being men and two dogs. Outside of Salem, Massachusetts, witch trials, accusations, and executions also took place in Windsor, Connecticut, and Virginia. As 1692 passed into 1693, the hysteria began to slow down. The governor of the Salem colony, upon hearing that his own wife was accused of witchcraft, ordered an end to the trials. The last person to be accused of witchcraft in America was Lucretia Brown, a spinster whose trial was held in Salem on May 14, 1878. Fortunately for Lucretia, the judge dismissed the case. In our next episode, History of the Witch Part 2, we will take a look at the witch trials in Canada. As always, thanks for listening. 
I have been your All Hollows host, Tracy Walsh, and the creative producer of the Poison Apples podcast, which is really just a fancy way of saying I am the dark queen of multitasking. Your support is spellbinding and makes this podcast possible. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe and follow the Poisoned Apples podcast. And if you're on Apple Podcast, remember to leave a friendly review and rating so fellow Halloweenies can find us. You can email me at thepoisonedapplespodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. The thematic intro was performed by a talented Canadian voice actress, Louise Porter. All music and sound effects sourced from Pond5 and Freesound and mixed by me, your dark queen of multitasking. I do it all on this podcast. And until next time, my fiend, stay magical.